KPMG, Carney, LEK, OCNC. Well, these are just a few of the firms that will be featured on an upcoming State of the Consulting Industry panel event. This takes place Wednesday, November 1st, 2023 at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can grab your free seat at the link in the episode show notes. You do have to register in order to receive an invite, but again, that is free. We'd love to have you again come to learn from all of these amazing consulting firms about the current state of consulting. It'll be a really engaging and dynamic uh, conversation. We can't wait for it. Again, link in show notes to RSVP for free. Gabriel is an undergraduate student, specifically a bachelor's in uh, management student at Boston College in the Northeast United States. He's targeting a consulting role with McKinsey, Bain BCG, or a top-tier boutique firm. Gabriel bravely came on a recent Extreme Consulting Makeover session to get his resume critiqued in front of a live audience. Quite the bold move. So, Jenny Ray walks through Gabriel's resume, going line by line to identify what needs to change, what needs to improve, and what needs to be left off in order for him to achieve success in the competitive consulting recruiting process. It's spicy, it's fun, there's a lot of learning here for anyone. And you can see the before and after resumes at the link in the episode show notes. Make sure to also head to the show notes to check out the registration link for a future Extreme Consulting Makeover session. These take place Tuesdays at noon Eastern or 9 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have you on a future episode. All right, let's get into this Extreme Consulting Makeover. Awesome, Gabe. Thank you so much. Looking forward to walking through your background and your story here. Uh, so I, I'm just going to tell you what I see right away. If, um, and so I'll just talk through it uh, really quickly. So like you said, um, uh, BC, you're you're taking a leave of absence, but you're still planning to graduate on time. Is that right? Uh, actually, no, I actually have to update this. This should be should say December. So okay. okay first of all. Great. No worries. Um, that it'll just affect where people consider you, right. In terms of yeah. what, what, um, year you're in, et cetera. Um, okay, great. And then you did do banking last summer at Galapagos Capital. Is that right? Mm. Uh, well, not, it, it's not investment banking necessarily. It's more like investment management related. Great. Okay. Awesome. Um, so we can talk a little bit about that. That's, that's, um, that's fantastic. And then, um, the summer before you were in Brazil, Yes. Um, loss prevention summer analyst. So this was a focus on it. It looks like in the first line e-commerce company. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, this is a large retail company in Brazil and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they have an international marketplace where, you know, sellers from outside Brazil sell to consumers in Brazil and they were having okay. issues with that. So amazing. So obviously, um, like maybe I should have known Americanas, but, um, because I travel a lot, but if I didn't, then we have to make sure we're telling people that like, this is a very big company that you're working for. Right. Because yeah. part of what you have to do is really translate that experience. Um, okay. oh, and vector marketing. I remember vector marketing. Um, and so, uh, but that was, was that in high school? Hmm. That was in high school. Yes. Okay, great. Um, and so, uh, so I'll, I'm going to make a decision about keeping or, or canning that in just a minute, but let's go through the leadership experience first. Okay. So Brazilian Club of Boston College, um, co-president, ex-director of professional affairs. By the way, you never have to put ex-director 
Um, like that you're now the ex-director, but you were the director. So we can put your titles that you held without okay. um, putting X. Cause so, I'm like, it, you know, it's almost like, it's yeah. almost like you got excommunicated or something like that, which I know <laughs> you did. And, um, and then um, what, what I'm seeing here is that we're missing some data. Like, I don't even want to read this. I can just tell you that right away. So I, we're, I'm okay. going to come back to it and we're going to figure out how to pump that up a little bit. Um, Samaritan's helpline. Um, really like powerful experience. Again, though, we're going to have to tangibly explain what that looks like. Um, okay. Oliver Wyman Diversity Leadership Summit participant, great, perfect placing for that. Um, and uh, I actually may pop that up above Samaritan's Helpline. So I think okay. we're going to we're going to flip those two just because the timeline was inside when Samaritan's timeline was, but technically you started Samaritan's Helpline a little bit later. Um, right. And then finally, um, the PwC Challenge case competition. For now, that's fine on there, but um, we've got a lot of cramming going on in the bottom, and I may end up changing a little bit of that stuff. Um, for your activities, are a hundred percent of those at um, school? Uh, not the DJ part. Okay. Awesome. We're going to put that in your interests and then we're going to move the rest of the activities up to your school experience. Generally, my my rule is I'm trying to look for three bullet points at a time. Whenever you give me a bigger wall than that, I want to read zero of it. And so you have to just like really over understand that you have incredibly lazy people who are reading your stuff and they're not lazy in the old way that we would think about lazy we are strategically lazy right and so if you give us too much to do we're not going to do any of it and so um yeah. so i'd move that line up to the top the activities um the activities yep put it all up in your um school section over here yeah baby there we go see three bullet points look at that um, okay. So uh, now I'm going to go back and I'm going to actually start at the bottom and go back upwards, if that's all right with you. And then I'm, I'm going to come back to your questions. I'm going to spend about five minutes on this. Um, nice. so, uh, by the way, make sure you put a comma between DJ and Catholicism because otherwise everybody's going to ask you what DJ Catholicism is. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, philosophy, house techno music, football, MBA, financial markets, poker, traveling, and jujitsu. So, um, you've got a lot going on there. Uh, one thing I need you to do in the bottom is ideally bullet point everything that you've already got there. And I need you to explain some of those interests a little bit more to me. And, and we're going to pull out things like financial markets if you've already demonstrated them in your school or your work experience, right? right? Um, but for there's some other stuff that you got to tell me, like like I'm imagining for poker that if you like to play casual poker, that's one thing. But like, if you're a really good poker player, you need to tell me like your favorite poker venue or your like, you know, okay. the type of poker that you like to play. For traveling, I want you to tell me your favorite place you've ever been or your favorite waterfall or like something that would kind of spice up your interests a little bit more. And the reason I started at the bottom is that that's actually where I started when I was at Bain. If I had 400 or 500 resumes to review, I would start at the bottom and I would be like, do I want to talk to this person? Right. And if the answer was no, I would basically ignore the rest of the resume. But if the answer was spicy, it would immediately put them into mm -hmm. a shortlist category. Um, so for DJ and house and techno music, you might want to put it together, but like, if you're a DJ at like, you know, bar mitzvahs, that's a little different than if you're like a DJ at a club in Miami. And so like, again, tell me something more about it. Catholicism and philosophy are hard for me to imagine having a conversation about. So even though they're not 
bad interests in any way, I don't know that I would keep them on there unless you feel like you can find that kind of hook. So that's what you're asking yourself. Every time you put yourself uh, something inside the interests, it's just like, does somebody want to have a conversation with me about this? Will it be the first thing that they ask me about? And if there's something missing from there, um, like if you, you know, like to fly private planes or if you, you know, love to like, um, wrestle alligators or I don't know. I'm, that was a very like Florida specific thing, but, um, but if there's like something unusual that you like to do, right. Pop it on there. Cause that's going to really open up those conversations. They do not have to be adulting things. They can be fun and interesting and engaging things. Um, your certificates and training and your technical skills, I would combine personally into one line. Um, just because right now I'm not going to hire you because of any of these certifications, right? It's, it's not like you're a pharmacist (laughs) that I'm, and I'm hiring you because you completed that. Like you did a course. That's great. But for technical skills, you might just want to pop that on there. So put like something like skills and training, Um, because really all of them basically say you're not mad or upset if you have to do coding or um, analysis. Right. And that's like essentially what the summary is of that bullet. So again, we're trying to, we're trying to, push into some of that stuff. Um, You are fluent in Portuguese and Spanish. That is freaking awesome. Um, I don't want you to start with English in that line, right? Because it's, you wrote your whole resume in English. So I'm hopeful that you're um, fluent in English. Uh, You can put it in there um, if you want to, and it feels reasonable, but just don't put it first. Great. Under your leadership experience, I do not care where this stuff happened. So um, what I'm going to have you do is remove the um, location of your leadership experience. And then onto one line, I'm going to have you put like a line um, in between, like, so after Brazilian Club of Boston College, I'm going to have you put one of those like up and down lines um, and then put co-president and then the September 22 to present on the same line. Does that make sense? So like remove Boston MA. Okay. And by the way, you'll have the recording of this later. So if I just say something that you didn't get, you can go back and um, and listen to the recording. Um, so pull this co-president up to the line before it. The whole thing, pull the whole line. Having some technical issues here. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want I don't want to waste the time on the formatting because we only have like six minutes left, right? So. Um, so oh, yeah. you can do it later, but basically what that's going to do is it, it's going to give you more time to talk about the stuff. L- less yeah. time um, to kind of highlight what was there. Like I said, flip Oliver Wyman and Samaritan's helpline. And then I'm going to now just kind of lay our second big rule other than interests have to be awesome on you, which is that you need to make sure that every single line in your resume has a number or you have to delete it. Right. So when we are editing somebody's resumes, that is our number one rule. Um, So I don't know how many people are in the Brazilian club. I don't know how much budget you have. I don't know how many events you have. I don't know how many, like you have the right resume cover letter and career workshops. How many of them do you have? How many alums did you talk to? How many career like, um, you know, forums did you have? So just like putting in that detail is going to really pop it up for Oliver Wyman. You were selected for that. Tell me how you got it. Right. Like, cause if I'm not at Oliver Wyman, I don't know how you got that. Did you interview? Did you do a case interview? Did you do a like market sizing case? Did you do a presentation? Did you, right. You know, so like, ex- like I know personally how you did that, but most people sitting at Alvarez and Marcel or Bain or somewhere else, like they don't know how you got that. So you competed for it. You didn't just wander in the door. 
Um, so, you know, highlight what that was. You can also just put um, Oliver Wyman Diversity Leadership Summit instead of Oliver Wyman there, right? Okay. Um, but same role, like you've got to find the data. So how many people were there? How many, how many professionals did you talk to? How many like other students were there? You also have in this whole section, like some funky formatting going on where stuff is definitely not the same size. I'm not going to give you a model for a hundred million dollar company if you can't make the same size on your resume. Mm -hmm. So go back through and make sure you just control A or command A um, and make sure that a hundred percent of what is on your resume is all the right size. Um, and then for the PwC um, challenge case competition um, winner, like, I don't know who this is for. If it's for a brand name company, tell me if like you say, plan a consumer service automation process to allow high skillers to focus on higher skill work. Like, I don't care. Right. You got to give me some zing. How many people were on your team? How many rounds did you do? What was the presentation? What was the company for? Like, what was the problem? How big was the problem? How much did you do to solve it? Right. So all that kind of stuff is going to help you really communicate the power of what you did in a way that I'm like, good job that you were the winner. But honestly, like it could have been your whole team that carried you. So tell me more, at least to make it an interesting story, right? And that's really the summary of the leadership experience. I don't know if you're a great leader, but I know you weren't paid to do this stuff. And I know that you were selected for it. So tell me more about the context of each one of those experiences. All right, let's roll up for our last couple of minutes to the work experience. Um, for, for your work experience, I, I want to say take Vector off. I don't think it adds anything here. Um, it's good that you're, that you like selling, um, but you're not going to talk about it in it. You're, you're not, when you can talk about Americanus and the Brazilian club and the Oliver Wyman thing, like you're not going to talk about Vector in okay. your resume, in your, in your interviews. Actually, you shouldn't, maybe you, maybe you are, but you shouldn't. And so I, I'm going to just um, recommend that you remove that whole section. And then you've got some good stuff in Galapagos Capital and Americanus, but you don't have any context. I don't know who Americanus is and who Galapagos is. And there it's, it's not like you put Goldman on, right? If you put Goldman on, it's a little silly to be like one of the largest banks on wall street. Right. But like, if you, if you have those two, it's, these are really legit experiences that demonstrate your ability um, to do stuff. Here's what you need to highlight. You got to put the words Excel or Python or the actual skills that you have up here. You got to tell me how you use them to do the experiences. Um, and you need to tell me the context that you did them in. Like what the, for Americanas, were you working for the head of supply chain or were you working in like what department? What were, what, how big was the problem? Right. Um, like they have a 27% order cancellation rate. Don't tell me what their total sales were. Tell me how much their order cancellation was costing them. Right. Like, like go ahead and do the math for me. Don't make me work hard. Right. Remember, I'm strategically lazy. So. Um, so keep that stuff in there. If you got an offer to return for anything, put it in the last line. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm looking for people who generally have done the kind of work that I've done. So you have to explain it in project format. Like here was the context, here was the action, and here was the solution. Um, and you also have to highlight any way that you were distinguished. But you have to give me enough context that I actually want to read it like a story. Last thing, just before um, I go to you for uh, questions, is that under your education, if you have a higher major GPA than your cumulative GPA, add that on there. If you have really good SAT scores, like BC is a great school. If you have great SAT scores, put those on there. Um, 700s and above on any of your sections, pop those on there. Your relevant coursework is fine, but put it second, put your act, uh, or your third, put your activities second. Um, because like your actual, you know, work and leadership that you've um, had on campus is great. 
And if you have any honors, like I don't care about Dean's list, but if you got awarded something, a scholarship, um, you know, a a classmate oriented award or anything like that, then that's really like great to highlight. Um, And so, uh, so overall, you actually have the great foundation for a really good story, right? Your GPA is fine. You've got um, good work experience, professional to diverse um, work experience where you can demonstrate that you worked in uh, different things. You have leadership experience. You're just not communicating it in a way that makes me want to fall in love with you. And so if you can do that, I think you're going to make really big strides in your story. Great. So you can ask me about resume stuff, or you can just take that recording and make changes. Um, We would love it if you send it back to us, because then when we put out the video, we can be like, here's the before and here's the after. Um, And then also, if people want to call you um, and get access to you as a potential hire, then they will have the better version of your resume out there. Um, And so so, so you can ask me questions about the resume, or you can ask me broader questions about your experience. We have about five minutes for that. We'll be right back after this quick message. Are you having trouble getting your application reviewed or seen, or worse, your application's getting rejected as soon as you send it in? Are you having trouble conveying your story in a compelling way on your resume? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then we'd love to work with you on a resume and cover letter edit. Our MBB team edits 600 resumes and cover letters a year, and they know what works for consulting firms. We'll perform two rounds of really detailed and really personalized line-by-line edits on your resume and your cover letter. Check out the links in this episode show notes to learn more. All right, let's get back to the show. Um, yeah, I think, you know, from, I guess, my main stressors with the whole process, like what's, and I know you have a whole video about this, but I, I guess... No, no, we're here. We're here to do this for you. What should be the mindset and like approach to networking, right? Because, you know, I connected, I, I, I'm i very good at connecting with people and getting good. them on the call and, you know, good. having conversation. But I just feel like many times I end up having like an empty call, like with no, no, so what to it, you know, as in like, okay, so what's next? Like I just Great. spoke to this person, right? So give me an example of what you do on the call. Yeah. So, and this is actually, it took it straight from you guys. So hop on the call, uh, suggest introductions, you know, move on to questions. And then uh, usually I try to ask follow on questions on based on what they say to show that I'm really listening. Um, And I thank them for their time. Right. I think I should probably have added some sort of ask. I, I, I was, I was actually reading the transcript of, uh, the podcast where Taylor was talking about like the stuff that he was doing and he always had an ask. I think that's something I wasn't doing, but uh, I don't know. It can feel so intimidating to have the ask sometimes. It, it can. Well, here, let me just frame it from the perspective of the person that you're talking to, um, right? There can be two things that happen in the call. One is that they um, give their time to you. And two is that they give you um, what you really want, right? Um, and what you really want is a direction out of the call, right? You want you want the next step. You want the so what. Um, they do not want to have another conversation with you and they do not want to become best friends. They might when you join the company, 
Like they might want to invest more time in you, but right now they want to invest 15 minutes and you already gave that, that right? You, you spent that time with them. So I think that the real important thing to focus on here is that you have to ask them for a referral. You have to tell them that you're applying and you have to ask them for a referral. And the way that I'd recommend that you ask it is here is my question for you. After this conversation today, would you feel comfortable referring me for a role? Because right after that happens, here's what's going to happen. They're either going to say, absolutely, I'd love to, or they're going to say, we don't actually do referrals and here's why, but here's what you could do instead. Or they're going to say, no, I don't think you're a fit and here's why, right? Um, And in any of those situations, you get exactly what you wanted out of the call, which is what you should do next. Um, And so, so you have to ask and you shouldn't ever be embarrassed to ask and you're not asking them in a hard close way. You're just like, hey, would you feel comfortable? Um, and then they are able to give you the insight straight out of it. But if you wait, then all of a sudden you have the awkward situation of not knowing, do you write them to ask for a referral? Do you ask them for more time that they don't want to give you? Like whatever you ask them for, if you don't do that is what they don't want to give you. And right there on the call, they'll give you exactly what you want, which is either the referral or some feedback. Um, okay. And so, yes, you need a close. And I, I think it's amazing that you're getting on the phone with people, um, but but you need the close. They also, when you ask that question, they're going to give you different information than you asked about. So if you're like, hey, tell me about recruiting in Miami, they're going to tell you that. If you say, great, can you give me a referral? They're going to be like, oh, we're not actually hiring, right? Um, And so they're going to give you a different answer if you ask the more specific question. And so I think you're going to find yourself really benefiting from that. Um, The other thing is that you actually, uh, you mentioned at the beginning, you took a leave of absence from school, right? Um, You can take a half a semester. I don't know if BC will let you take a whole year, but if you do, do something with your time professionally. Um, Like we have a strategy sprint coming up. That that counts. You can do something for a week, like find an internship. You don't have to get paid or you do have to get paid, but whatever you do, like find one other thing that you can kind of add to your story so that you can let people know, like, here's why I took the leave of absence. Um, It may be personal or professional reasons, but what I did with my leave of absence was this, and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be full-time, but but. do something for the time and potentially consider taking in the whole year because yeah. then what you do is actually you get your you you buy yourself back into the recruiting cycle of um the year that you just came out of right so you get new opportunities for uh, that time so when you return next fall you will be in a place where instead of graduating in may of 2025 you're graduating in december so all of a sudden you have more time to recruit for internship opportunities yeah um and so anyhow, so that, that just gives you, uh, you know, a little bit more maybe around life and work and everything else. Um, final mm-hmm. questions for me before we move on. Um, I guess, well, I, I had two, so I guess we can pick from one, right? Um, sure. I know you mentioned my GPA was good. I Good enough. I don't know. I, I think that that's been a bit of a concern for me, uh, yeah. but I think it may be more interesting to talk about, you know, I guess the what's next, right? I, I think you mentioned a little bit of it, but, you know. So, guess... so like, if you can't fix your GPA, then don't worry about it. Tell people what it is and let them pick whether they want you or not. And tell right. them everything else that's amazing about you, right? I, I love, and and by the way, a 3.5 is not a GPA you have to fix. It's just something that somebody won't love sometimes. 
Um, like if you had a 3.7, that's kind of in the sweet spot, right? Um, you don't need anything higher than a 3.7. And for most firms, a 3.5 with you calling somebody and them liking you and being like, I could put this kid in front of a CEO and he likes Python. Like he, he's going to be able to do the work. Like that's all that we need. We, we actually don't need anything that is more exceptional than that. Cause we're looking for more than just a cookie cutter kind of person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't, you also don't have to get the job from your, uh, GPA. You have to get an interview, right? And so, um, like, so, so just don't worry about it. But, but, like, I mean, if you can get better grades, get better grades. But, but, like, it's not something to disqualify yourself from. Let somebody else tell you that they're not going to hire you, and then keep whatever rejection they like. I, I have my rejection letters from college when I got in. Right, I got rejected from three places. I got those babies right there, and you know. Yeah. Um, like, like at some point I'm going to, I'm going to frame them. I don't have them framed, but like, I don't mind. I, I feed myself on rejection sometimes. Um, and so you have to do that because it helps you find your way. It, rejection is just a, a signpost to where you should be. Don't worry about it. Awesome. Okay. Great. Well, Final question. There was one other one that you wanted to ask. Yeah, I guess, you know, and you mentioned this like in the beginning of the call, right? So what should be, I guess, my strategy moving forward? You know, now I have another year, uh, yeah. to prepare. Um, I guess, how should I be planning, thinking about, you know, best preparing myself for another try? Yeah, look, you've got a summer to fill next year. So think about what you're going to do with that. Um, think think there first. Um, you've got time in this year, potentially to think about what you want to do with your, you know, with your year um, and, and focus on um, just really shaping out two things, which one is your skills and the second is your passions, right? Because if you can figure out what you enjoy, what makes you come alive, you're going to be, you're going to have longevity in your career in a way that other people won't. And so I, I think that's always worth it. Um, so the first thing is just figure out your summer. Don't worry about next year. Don't worry about internships. Just figure out what you're going to spend this time on. Um, and this is the time where you pull in personal connections. Like if you have a neighbor that you're kind of in awe of that you've never talked to or somebody that you admire, like write them uh, you know, I want to intern for you. I want to be, I just want to be in your culture. Um, here's what I can do. I'd love to help. I, I can define my own project. You can define a project for me. I need to get paid. I don't need to get paid, but like use your networking skills and hone them in other ways in order to open up that next step of experience for you. And then you're going to be one step closer. Um, I'm super glad that I went and spent time in medical centers when I was in college. Cause that's what I thought I wanted to do. And when I graduated, I was like, I actually I want to do this. And, um, and so like part of what you can do now is also eliminate things, right? You don't only have to be on a path to get something. You can also be on a path to like discard stuff, you know, and throw it over the side. And so, so find somebody that you admire, write to them, be courageous, um, so, you know, see if you can open an unusual door because then, Hey, I took a leave of absence and look at what I did with it becomes a really compelling part of your story. Um, and so, so that's all that I would focus on now. That you have you have everything else that you need to be successful starting next year, but focus on just like really making the most of this time. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for you know looking it over, answering my questions. I really, really enjoyed it. So thank you so much. Thanks, Gabe. Register for an upcoming extreme consulting makeover session. We'd love to have you live on Zoom. It's completely free to attend. You can show up and join, or you can apply uh, to have your resume critiqued in front of a live audience. Up to you. At- Either way, there's links in the show notes to do that. If you're enjoying this, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as it does help more folks find and listen to the show. Really appreciate you tuning in each and every week and uh, can't wait for another episode 
in a couple days.